Hey everybody, what's up? Welcome into Best on the Board Championship Week in the college football world. It is Thursday, December 2nd. We're going to be talking through our favorite bets for all of the conference championship games. And believe it or not, a college football game that isn't a uh, conference championship <laughs> game also is going to make it into the show here. Michael Beller with you, also joined by Ari Wasserman. Ari, what's going on? I'm broke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been, been there's a, no other way to put a, it, but rough way uh, or rough couple the, of weeks. The podcast is called Best on the Board. I'll just settle for any winner on the board. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> give, just one. Yeah, give us any <laughs> any pick we can stomach on the board. It's a it's not yeah, it's not yeah. quite as catchy of a of a podcast name, unfortunately. Yeah, Ohio <laughs> State getting plus money in the second quarter down by a touchdown is a. Uh, it's a recipe for disaster. Bear for trap you. on my yeah yeah. I don't know. I mean. I was. Yeah, right. I I'm mean, still kind of coping through that one. That was uh, my biggest bet of the year. Oh, I did not believe that was going to be. I didn't think that game was over until Michigan took that. You know, retook the 14 point lead with what was that? Like yeah. five minutes left or something. The whole time I kept thinking OSU is going to get this. OSU is going to get this. OSU is going to get this. And yeah. obviously they didn't get it. I, I knew. I knew that the line was a trap. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But I thought plus money. Yeah. Down by a touchdown was a was a good value. Maybe it still was, and yeah. it is what it is. That's that's the way it is. But yeah. um, it's just the way it is. <laughs> it didn't help that I lost literally every other bet I made on the weekend too. So yeah. you know, sometimes remember I was like two weeks ago, I was like, I can't lose a bet. Like right now I'm in that funk where I can't win one. So uh, I'm gonna tail you guys and bring you down with me. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Awesome. I love that. Dan Santa Ramito, what's going on with you, man? Hey, you know, it's funny. I was watching the, the Iron Bowl thinking the exact same thing. Is that this isn't over until it's finally over. And then a, but Alabama actually rewarded that thought in that one. So it's funny how you could see that go both ways within five hours of, of itself. When when Auburn uh, was up by 10 in the fourth quarter, I got plus money on Auburn and lost. Oh, man. <laughs> Jeez. I, That's I, a brutal I, weekend I, for you, man. <laughs> No, I mean, I just, I, you guys know that I have a tendency to like live. I yeah. sit on my computer yep. and I wait. Live plus talent I, equals. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Live plus talent plus numbers too. That's <laughs> the, the other one. Plus numbers. No juice. I don't, I still don't know how Auburn did not win that football game. Yeah. They don't either. There are four or five <laughs> different situations where it was just like, what are we doing? Uh-huh. Um, not going for two, going I think for two was insane. Was insane. I was like looking, you know, Shooter McGavin when he put his hands out when, of course, when uh, when Happy made the last Happy Gilmore putt. made yeah. that putt. Yeah. That was me in front of the television <laughs> during my family Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah, that was oh, no. that was a, a very questionable uh, move. Uh, like, how do you, how do you possibly think that this is going to turn out well for us in overtime? I don't know how anybody on earth who's getting paid more than $5 million a year could be like, yeah, I want to extend this football game. I can't get, my team can't get a first down yeah. for the last quarter and a half. Yeah. Uh, we were one yard away from winning the game twice, and yeah, we're just going to keep playing now. Yeah, we, we our, our chances of winning this game in overtime are definitely better than our chances of us just getting two yards here. Especially considering the fact that they were one overtime away from having to do all their great two-point <laughs> plays anyway. So, like, you just run your best play, which, by the way, on their first overtime, succeeded. Yeah, pretty good. <laughs> it was a pretty good first play, right? I mean, just yeah. absolutely ridiculous. But, uh, hey, we've got we've got a good slate of games to talk about on this show. So let's put last week in the past and get to this week's picks. Let's focus on the two – I don't, I don't want to say they're the biggest games, but uh, the two games that are drawing at least the most interest for us here on this episode of Best on the Board. Let's start with the SEC Championship game, 
Georgia's six and a half point favorites over at BetMGM, the presenting sponsor of Best on the Board. Six and a half point favorites against Alabama, the total. 50 and a half in this SEC championship game. Georgia, we know, locked in to the playoff. Doesn't matter, win, lose, whatever. They're in. They're probably the one seed no matter what. Alabama, winning in, lose, and they're sweating going into this game. So let's just talk about this game and also get some picks on the board because you guys both have a pick in this one. So Ari, let's start with you. What are your just impressions of this SEC championship game? I don't know what your guys' friendships are like with your your friends away from the athletic, Uh but I have... A gambling group thread yep, with all so my friends because we're all we're all degenerates, <laughs> and every week people send me their tickets like in the middle of the week when they're getting ready for the weekend, and everybody's like Alabama money line plus two for two forty oh, or whatever, Alabama plus six and a half. I think there is this Nick Saban aura where people uh-huh. are like, I don't care who Alabama, Alabama could be playing the Bengals, <laughs> and I'm taking six and a half points, and I don't think that's a flawed a flawed way of thinking especially considering the fact that Georgia um, has an albatross on their around their neck and Alabama, you know, is the mm-hmm. king. And Lord knows Nick Saban made the deal with the devil to be this good as a coach. <laughs> so, like, I understand all this, but, like, one, Alabama is not who they usually are this year. They're very good, but they're not elite, elite, right. elite. Georgia's defense is legitimately elite, and their offense is good enough to get it done when it needs to get done. After watching Alabama-Auburn last week, I don't know that – that I'm sure you have a total play here, um, Dan. So like I'm excited to hear what you have to say, but <laughs> I think that Al- I think Georgia absolutely will win this game by a touchdown. I think Georgia is much much better than Alabama, and I think that if it weren't for last week um, when Alabama almost lost to Auburn, the spread would be like four or three and a half, it which was. I wish it would have been. It was before the Auburn. and then it, it moved two points yeah. because people are kind of getting hip to the idea that maybe Bama's not the number two team in the college football playoff. And I'm very excited to see how that pans out, but I'm going Georgia here. I think that the, I, I don't know what I got to go look at what the public is doing, but I think that Bama is going to be the public play here. I would think, am I same. wrong on that? No, I would think the same. I would right? like, like you said, like people just see Alabama plus six and a half. And it's like an auto play. Even if you like Georgia, even if you think Georgia is the best team in the country and deserves to be favored by six and a half, you're just going to get a lot of people in on Bama plus six and a half because it's Bama getting six and a half. When was the last time Alabama has Alabama ever gotten six and a half? Like in, in the Nick Saban you, era, <laughs> without without has like without joking, I think it's probably been ten years. Yeah, I would I would guess I'd like about to know, the same. I'd like to know when it was. I bet it's about the same. Yeah, because I think like when could they possibly yeah. have been getting? I could. They've been dogs, but when could they possibly yeah. have been this big of dogs? At any they were point? a seven point favorite in the national title game last year. Yeah, right. So when could they possibly have been seven, six and a half point dogs at any point of the last ten years? I just I can't even think of a time when it would happen. Yeah. I don't know what to to make of playing Alabama with that many points, though. That's the, I'm I'm definitely one of those people. I'm scared, Ari. I don't want to do it. <laughs> so I, I can't give Saban that many points. Uh, but I'm going for the total because uh, so here's my question, which is kind of the basis of my reasoning here. Do you think Alabama is the best offense Georgia's played all year? Probably, but I don't think Alabama's offense is particularly good. Right. Well, it's it's them or Tennessee, basically, right? And Tennessee. Yeah. Uh, I actually played a team over in that one. I lost about half a point. So that was fun. Um, but uh, Tennessee, you know, they, they came out in that first drive and looked like they were great. And then Georgia did their thing where they just mm-hmm. gradually sucked the life out of them. And I, I like the over here at 50 and a half. But I, I have to say I'm very worried this ends up being like 34-7 Georgia. And that's like the worst case scenario where 
Georgia ends up controlling the game, doesn't put up a huge number, mm-hmm. and the under comes in here. I, I kind of feel like Alabama has three or four scores in them. I, I agree with you, Ari. If I was to pick the spread, I would pick Georgia with those, given those points. But I, I kind of feel like that everyone, you know, the public side, I feel like in this one is going to be the under, right? We have two Heisman candidates in theory. I don't know if the voters are actually going to go with that on each defense. And right. Georgia's got this incredible defense. We just saw what um, Alabama played a 10 10 game with Auburn. I think that might be a little bit of an overreaction. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm super worried as I make this play. And we talked about before the show, there's not as many games. There's not as many obvious plays because of that. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to dive into the Mac world because I don't know anything about it. So the, the picks are limited. And I, I'm definitely worried the, of the 34-7 Georgia final here where the under is like a clear winner. I'm, I am curious because if you're giving Alabama 21 or 24 points in this game, then I'm scared about my bet. Like, my hope is, with my bet, that the game will be, like, Mm 24-17 or 27-17. You know what I mean? Like, if Alabama starts scoring into the mid to upper 20s, then I think Georgia might have a problem because I think that Alabama's defense is probably the best defense they've faced this year. Um, I don't know. You can make a case for Clemson when they were healthy in week one. You saw how that turned out. They didn't score a touchdown. So, you know, I... I do like the idea that we're both kind of trying to fade the public here. Yeah. Um, I just don't. One of us is going to be wrong, I think, and I don't <laughs> yeah. know who it's going to be. I don't like. I don't know if the play is Georgia in the over. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean that that that's typically how we see things go, especially like the way yeah. that things unfold with the public. Is if uh, you know, like a touchdown dog, you typically think games are going to go over if you like the dog, and if you like the favorite, you typically feel like it's going to go under, but. It's in it. It really is an interesting. And based on how I'm running right now, I would take your life savings and play Georgia in the open. Hey, it's, it's an interesting. It's an interesting week in the in the uh, for for championship week because I can't remember which one of you just referenced this, but like I don't know. I feel like we. I feel like we generally get a more comfortable slate of bettable games in championship week, and we just don't really have that. Like I'm not. I'm not going to have a ton of plays over the weekend. There's just yeah, not I mean, a lot. I was lot relieved. That I At least I'm it. not going to lose my life savings again. <laughs> yeah, right. There's there's not a lot. I'm with you on Georgia. I like Georgia here. I'm going to be staying away from the total. I'll be playing Georgia. I'll also be playing Michigan. I uh, messaged you guys yesterday, sort of jokingly saying, as long as this is less than Michigan, less than minus one billion, then I feel totally comfortable <laughs> with Michigan. I mean, can you make a, a cogent, coherent argument for Iowa keeping this game respectable? The only coherent argument that I could come up with is that Michigan is completely and utterly exhausted yeah. from the year long the year long preparation for the Ohio State game uh-huh. and it took every ounce of energy that they possibly had and the party has not stopped. Yeah. You know, covering Ohio State for as long as I had, I've seen Ohio State lose games when the party doesn't stop. <laughs> when they win yeah. a game that they've been preparing for and then the following week they're playing Purdue. Everybody thinks you're you're the winner, and you know maybe this will be different because Michigan's playing in a first conference championship game yeah. with a playoff spot on the line, mm-hmm. so it's super easy to just say, "Well, yeah, of course Michigan's going to be up for it." I also like Michigan here. Yeah. I might buy the hook down, sure, because this could yeah, be some weird grab ass game where the final score is like twenty four to fourteen, and protecting myself uh-huh. from something like that because we all know that um, 
Iowa is very good at forcing turnovers and basically lives off of that. And I don't know that I believe that Michigan is just going to run the ball on them the way that they ran on Ohio State, which is a really funny thing to say out loud. <laughs> and if, yeah. if, like, the thing that is so fascinating to me about the Ohio State-Michigan game was that the game plan for Ohio State obviously had to be to stop their run because everybody on earth, even Stevie Wonder, saw that coming where they were just going to try to run the ball down their throat mm-hmm. and they couldn't do it. And they never put Cade McNamara in a position where he needed to make a play. There wasn't a single play in that entire game where Michigan's quarterback had to make a play. So, like, if Iowa does that, I think they could force a turnover or two. So, that is the scenario, <laughs> yeah. but I also think the final score is probably going to be 38 to nothing. Wow. Or 38 to 7, because <laughs> Iowa's, Iowa's, Iowa's offense is the worst offense in college football except wisconsin when i bet that over <laughs> yeah right that that i was just gonna that's the worst anytime any of us backs wisconsin on this show that's the worst offense in college football is wisconsin that next week which we saw last week good job wisconsin way to uh way to just what com- watching wisconsin try to hit an overs the modern day version of being waterboarded so <laughs> i mean just it's right it is it's like being in the torture rack just ridiculous watch uh, god Ridiculous. There's a there's a Camp Randall thing above my head that you can't see on the camera. Just Here, here's a absolutely uh, virtual brutal. hug, but <laughs> just ridiculous. But I'm like I'm like how does how does I I just I can't I would I was not that good. Look, I mean, look at the games that they lost this season, and like if they don't, yeah. if if uh, if Sean Clifford doesn't get hurt in the Penn State game, I mean, Penn State wins that yep. game by double digits. I mean, that game that game was trending in that direction, and that's like their big shining victory. It's that, and I mean, like some of the games that, like, how do they possibly keep that? I like, I think Michigan. This is not a game where Iowa keeps it close because Iowa does what it does. This requires Michigan to screw up at a couple of spots along the way if this game's going to stay within ten and a half points. You I've know seen what, it before. I don't, <laughs> I don't mean to be brutal because all I'm thinking about is like, as a Wisconsin fan for you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> They are uh, the the number one thing is always like make it to the conference championship game and then have a chance to win uh-huh. or try to put yourself in a position to beat Ohio State. But as a Wisconsin fan, you probably resign yourself to playing the Big Ten championship and then get your ass kicked by Ohio State. Yep. And it's like Wisconsin <laughs> actually could beat Michigan. Yeah. Yeah. Like this that's the, the thing that's the most painful thing. It's like the fact that they lost to Minnesota. Uh-huh. I think I would have more confidence in Wisconsin to beat Michigan this weekend than Iowa. Oh, by far. Um, Without question. So, like, that is the worst thing. And that the reason why I said that wasn't to pour salt in the wound. <laughs> it was to agree that I don't think Iowa is very good. Yeah. I mean, it's just I, – I, that's why I just really, really can't see this one being all that close. And ten and a half feels like a, a bit of a gift here uh, with getting Michigan at just that number. I honestly was expecting this to be a, a lot closer to two touchdowns. So ten and a half uh, feels like something that uh, is – uh, an easy play for me, and probably the easiest play on the board for me. So, in fact, the best on the board for me in this championship a week. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So, whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So, download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 
All right, we do have a couple more picks that we want to get to on this show. Let me quickly throw out a uh, NFL play because we do have an NFL game later tonight. Cowboys and Saints. I love the Cowboys minus four and a half in this spot, you guys. Uh, still no word uh, just yet as to who's going to be available for the Cowboys as we are recording this show, but don't think it really matters. Uh, Saints are going to be throwing Taysom Hill out there, and uh, this is just... Not exactly an offense that I am all that intimidated by. Dallas has been a very solid, um, explosive offense all season. And all you got to do really is look back to last week on Thanksgiving. No CeeDee Lamb, no Amari Cooper. Ezekiel Elliott gets banged up in that game, and we learn that he's actually been playing with injury for like three games here. And they still roll up 33 points. You get a 100-yard receiving game out of Michael Gallup. You get a 100-yard receiving game out of Cedric Wilson. Dak Prescott throws for eight and a half, nine yards per attempt. Tony Pollard has a big game. Like, this is as bankable an offense as there is. And so this just feels like a little bit of an overreaction to not only the Vegas loss for the Cowboys last week, but going back a couple of weeks ago to the loss that this team had to the Broncos in Dak Prescott's first game back from injury. It just feels like there is a... Uh, unrealistic sky is falling mentality around the Cowboys that really just isn't happening here. So I, I just I feel very comfortable that we are getting the much better team at a friendly number, and that's why I am backing the Cowboys in this one. Either you guys uh, want to jump in on this. There's nothing more American than getting uh, uh, dumb trucked on a Cowboys play on Thanksgiving <laughs> Day. So um, I have a Cowboys Super Bowl bet this year. Okay. And I thought I think it's like What's twenty-two it to one or something. Was it is that like from like a, preseason or do you do that? Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's not just because I'm a I live in Dallas. It's, and I just like looked at their team and thought if yeah. Dak was even remotely as good as what he was before the injury, mm-hmm. that they would have a shot. And they were awesome for the first four weeks, and now I don't even know what I'm watching. So <laughs> I'm hoping that you're right. Uh-huh. I'm going to tail you because um, <laughs> nothing better than a double down. Yeah, and sure. like, is there a chance that anybody that can catch a ball that's good who's going to play this weekend or is it just or on Thursday? Well, CD Lamb's back. CD Lamb definitely is back. Is that 100%? That is 100%. Okay, yeah, I think that uh And so, yeah, I mean Michael Gallup is... and Cedric Wilson had like 220 yards receiving combined last week. Yeah. <laughs> so I was I was like, only paying half attention but every single time I turned my head to the TV something terrible happened. So yeah. maybe I just have a I have a bad uh Thanksgiving memory that of this, but I think is... the Cowboys are a much better team than the Saints. That offense is so Not resilient. that I'm an expert or anything. That offense yeah. is so resilient. I mean, that's really what it comes down to with that man. Uh, I don't know. The, like, the, the thing that kills you about that bet is just like the NFC is going to be a gauntlet to get through, right? I mean, if you're the Cowboys and like you're going to play, I don't know, like the 49ers in the first round and then you're going to have to go beat like the Packers and then the Cardinals, like that's a, that, that's just, it's just brutal uh, in the NFC. The one thing that scares me, Mike, before I were to play this is that. Dallas had a COVID outbreak in the middle of the week. Yep. So Mike we'll McCarthy see won't be that, there on, Sunday, yeah, on Thursday. Which might be an advantage if we're being honest. <laughs> so like I just I, I but I, I hope that uh it doesn't spread too much, not just because of the health and safety sure. of McCarthy and his team, but you know, I don't want to play and yeah. have the entire roster out. So yeah. you know, I'm going to be tracking that before I play it early. Understandable for sure. Let's uh, let's talk a little bit more college to wrap up this episode of Best on the Board. There is a completely meaningless game except for Dan Santaramita <laughs> who wants to bet on USC getting four and a half against Cal. What's up with this, Dan? Yeah, so you talked about uh, the the weird slate this week. I, I I went totally off the deep end. I, I suppose I could have played like an FCS game or something, but uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm going USC plus four and a half against Cal. No, it's funny you talk about COVID outbreak with the Cowboys. The reason we're playing this game is because Cal had a big outbreak a few weeks ago and they postponed it and they're still playing it. And neither one of them is playing for anything. It's four and seven, four and seven. They could have been bo- fighting for bowl eligibility. They both lost last week. 
So we get to talk about Lincoln Riley at least. So this isn't totally useless podcasting. Uh, I guess I saw USC play BOU last week. I was surprised because I've been fading USC most of the year since I uh, threw a few. I think on this show even threw a future pick on them to win the their division in the Pac-12. So I've been fading this team most of the season, and all of a sudden last week, huh, they're, they're kind of trying. They look pretty decent. Uh, we're, we're in that game with BYU, and Cal uh-huh. is not a very good team. I was surprised, you know, like, R, you always talk about when you're, you make a line before you see what it actually is, make a line in your head. And I was like, USC plus four and a half is not close to where I had it. Yeah. I probably would have had USC as a small favorite. So I think Jackson Dart's playing pretty well. I think there's some motivation internally to impress Lincoln Riley so they can, you know, who's, decides, who's going to decide to transfer or not. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Is there is that a, is that a thing? Is that going to get these guys fired up? Am I oh, off, off base on that? How would you? How could you? How would you? If you're already in college in Los Angeles, how do you leave? Well, you want to play. <laughs> right. I mean, that's that's it. NFL dreams, and you're being blocked. That otherwise, I'm just like, you know what? I'm a college kid in Los Angeles. I'm gonna I'm gonna stick. Yeah, I'm gonna stick with this because that's pretty. This awesome. is this is the most Dan play of all time. <laughs> <laughs> Championship weekend. Yeah, I'm just going to play some random USC Cal game yeah. <laughs> with the team that's dead men walking when their coach isn't even going to be the coach uh, next year. Yeah. But they're motivated for the new coach. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think balling out against Cal is going to be a real uh, <laughs> going to be a real difference maker when it comes to who's on the roster next year. No, I understand the play. I think that USC getting points makes a lot of sense. Uh-huh. They're the more talented team. Um, I'm very curious to see how – like I think that USC will be in the national championship game or in the playoff within two two years. Yeah, wow. like I think it's going to be that fast. Um, yeah, Lincoln Riley plus Los Angeles plus Mystique and Lester equals yeah, plus, pretty good. Yeah, and all those plus players, California, gonna, yeah, California see, recruiting yeah. base. Yeah, yeah, plus cool uniforms, yeah. plus the <laughs> visor that he wears. I, I I'll go play for the guy right now. Um, I like I like USC too. I think it's kind of a sicko play, but you know, hey, it whatever is. whatever 100%. gets you going, man. <laughs> uh, before we, before we wrap things up here, any other? I mean, we're not going to hold you to this pick um, for the show, but uh, Ari, you first here. Anything else? Like what? What's the other game? We we talked uh, SEC. We've talked Big Ten. What's the third game that you're looking at uh, for championship weekend? I. I'm very curious about a. I'm going to play the Mac under because there's no better way to go out than <laughs> yep. playing the under of the Mac championship game indoors. By the way, yeah, <laughs> um, that's in Detroit, right? Yeah. So yeah. that's yep. that, that they play in the Ford yep. field. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Under all the way on that one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I made a funny face. Don't play that if you're unless you're a psychopath. Um, I'm very curious about the Pac-12 championship game, though. Yeah. It's yeah, just me like too. Utah Oregon, minus two and a half. Oregon beat the cr- or got their butts kicked, and like I don't know if it was like I played Oregon that weekend, mm-hmm. and they played in Utah. It was cold outside. The house was rocking. Utah was honoring um, teammates who had died before the games. It was an emotional night. They were wearing u- uniforms with a battleship being bombed. It's like all the things that had to go into play for Utah to play that well of a game. It's just like they were motivated. You know what I mean? And I don't know if they could do that again, but like, if you get your butts kicked physically, doesn't that travel more than any other possible yeah, circumstance? Yeah. So it's like, I'm afraid, but like, I feel like I want to play Utah again. Yeah. yeah. So do I. Two and a half point favorites, neutral field in Vegas, but man, I want to play 
I want to play Utah also. Me and my, I've talked to you guys about this uh, pool that I'm in with a friend, and uh, we're going through our picks right now. And that was one that I just sort of, yeah, Utah, Utah minus two and a half, which just, we're we're playing. Beating that. a team twice is really hard. Sure, but like you said, the first time, I mean, the first time it was just, I mean, it was yeah. not even, it was a no contest. Yeah, and so that's why I still like, you know, the the spread maybe makes you raise an eyebrow, but it's not going to push me away from playing Utah uh, with because the spread's the moving towards Oregon right now. Yeah. yeah. Because it was three and now it's two and a half, mm-hmm. and like I've, I've seen weird line behavior <laughs> and what that can mean. It scares the crap out of me. Yeah, but tell me about it. Wisconsin Purdue. Yeah. Um, Dan, what about you? It's a, another game that you're maybe going to be playing this weekend. I mean, that's the one for me, uh, but uh, but I won't repeat it. So I'll bring up the Big Twelve title game: Oklahoma yeah. State minus five and a half. Now, I wouldn't play it because I don't trust Oklahoma State's offense enough, and we've talked about that five and a half number basically being a whole touchdown. Right, but. I, I don't know that – I think Oklahoma State, you could say the letdown – they'll have a letdown game after beating OU in, in that fashion. Uh, I really think Oklahoma State's just a significantly better team where they should be able to win by a touchdown against Baylor. Sure. Their defense is just playing incredible right now. So, I, I don't know. I, I w- I'm afraid to play it, but I like it. The letdown game narrative carries a lot more weight for me in the regular season. Like if they were, if this, they just have this big win over Oklahoma last week, and then they're like playing at TCU this week, then I could get behind a letdown game narrative. But this is, you know, this is potentially to get them into the playoff. Like they should be yeah. more up for this game than they were for Oklahoma last week. And yeah. So that's what we'll see. that's what concerns me about it. But uh, it's uh, it's something to watch and something we'll be keeping a close eye on, of course, all weekend long. That's going to do it for this episode of Best on the Board. For Dan Santorimita, Ari Wasserman, I am Michael Beller. Thanks so much for joining us. Good luck this weekend. As always, happy betting. We'll talk to you soon.